Hey friends, welcome to the His Beloved of Texas podcast. I'm Megan. And I'm Kendra, and we're two moms that live across the street from each other. And between us, we have 10 kids. We live life together, have fun, and we just want to share that with you guys. We are so glad you're here. On this podcast each week, we think everyone needs a little bit of hope. And we want to tell stories of hope, of how God has changed people's lives. He's shown up in good times and in hard times, and and He can show up for you too. All right, we hope you enjoy. Welcome back. I'm Megan, and oh my goodness, you have no idea what you just got yourself into. Kendra and I are here on this episode, and we are talking about the way that God is stirring our hearts this Lent, and the fact that He wants to just unleash the Holy Spirit on all of us. He wants um, some big things for our lives, and I'm not going to lie, we got a little excited. (laughs) I might have gone into um, my preacher mode a little bit, so um, it's been a while. It's been a while since I've been in front of a crowd. It's been a while since I've gotten a chance to lead people to the Lord, and I just really, really felt like God was saying, it's time. Stand up, call them all to action, tell them to pick up their swords, and it's time to go. Let's do this. So I hope you stay to the end. I hope you enjoy the episode that it spurs you on to have a deep, meaningful, fruitful Lent and that you stick around for our really exciting Lenten series that we're going to start here and I get to tell you all about it in the podcast. All right, guys, enjoy. Hey, Kendra. Hi, Megan. How are you, friend? I'm good. I'm so excited to be here. So it's, what time is it? Almost nine. Almost nine. P.M. It's dark outside. (laughs) Yes. We never record this late. No. And And we're at a table. This is the second time. This is a big deal. We're just so grown up now. (laughs) We're civilized podcasters. Yes, we are. And so this podcast is going out tomorrow, Mm -hmm. but we could not, we had to, we had to do it. We yeah. had to do it tonight. So we're like, we're yeah. going to go, we're going to get together. The kids are asleep. We're going to make this happen. So. We hope they're asleep. No. <laughs> I know, right? You hear her scream. <laughs> Don't <know>. be alarmed. <laughs> My husband was busy tonight, and so I was kind of in charge of bedtime. And, you know, they, whenever you need them to be good, mm-hmm. they're not, right? And so I was almost getting holy water on them and just, you know, like, whatever spirit this is that is keeping this podcast from happening, be gone, yes. you know? But they, this, they settled down. This one needs to happen for sure. Okay, yeah. so... Today, it's just Kendra and I, nobody else here, and we are talking about Lent. Lent is my favorite. Is Lent your favorite? It is. It used to be far from favorite when I was younger, but it's my absolute favorite now. Isn't that crazy? It is. I feel like a superhero at Lent. Like, I feel like I can take on the world. Yeah. Really, it's God. Like, I'm doing nothing, but whatever. Like, I just (laughs) have this, like, sense of strength and, like, the Holy Spirit and things I could never never do the rest of the year. Yeah. Like it can make happen. And there's so many fruits from it. And and I think that's the point almost not, not, I mean, that's not the main point. There's so many different, um, fruits from Lent and why the mother church gives it to us. But just whenever we were talking before Advent, we talked about the liturgical calendar and the Mm -hmm. beauty of it. And, you know, we just had Advent and we've had some ordinary time and now it's time just to dive back in. But this Mm -hmm. time, in a different way. So Advent was just about being still and resting and waiting. And Lent is more so about giving and sacrificing to unite ourselves to 
um, what Jesus did for us on the cross that we will celebrate at the end of Lent and Easter. Yeah, and preparing our hearts, letting him work in our hearts. Yeah. Stripping away all the things that hold us back, the things Mm -hmm. that cloud our mind from him, Mm -hmm. that make it where it's hard for us to hear that small whisper, and just letting him like run free in our hearts during the Mm -hmm. next 40 days. So excited. Yes, yes. And that's what I love. It's 40 days. I mean, go back and read when Jesus was tempted in the desert for 40 days. Um, He prayed and he fasted Mm -hmm. for 40 days, and he was attacked, but he was resilient and given um, just so much strength from God the Father, you know, to yeah. get through that. And that's that's what we get to go through. It's, it's a to. gift. We get to go through Lent. So, oh, so okay. okay, so I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What is your, like, worst Lent fail? Or what it... So, okay, so like I said just a few minutes ago, Lent used to be my least favorite. I mean, my parents would take us to Stations of the Cross, and it was so boring. And then <laughs> I think the only good thing about Lent for me growing up was the fish fry because it was so dang fish good. Fry. Do you think we're going to have fish fries this year? I don't know. Well, at least drive through, please. Yeah. Outdoor, maybe? Maybe. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'll be there. It's one of my favorites. I haven't heard yet if our church has it. Oh, I, hope I love so. the fish fries so much, Megan, that... I've contemplated that being something that I give up for Lent. Oh, I which would actually be so hard. I've actually heard of some really holy people on the internet that do that. And I'm really? Like, nope. <laughs> That's where I draw I the love line. <laughs> and your church does grilled shrimp. Yes, it does. Oh my goodness. I mean, my family can't eat much as it is. Like we're not yeah. giving up fish. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's just not happening. No. But yeah, I guess if I was, you know, really holy, I'd yeah. do that. <laughs> Chris loathes seafood. Oh. Like, won't I'm gonna call him out right now. He won't eat shrimp because he says it's the texture of ear cartilage. <laughs> and I'm like, wait a second. So we all so how do you beach. know what it feels like? Like, what? I know. When was the last time you did that? We all went to the beach, and we had this, like, huge fish or shrimp boil. And yeah. I realized that he hates shrimp. <laughs> I was like, whatever. More for me. he told me that in the middle of us eating the shrimp. And I was like, awesome, Chris. <laughs> so many but you know what he said? God is doing amazing things in his heart. It's been so fun to watch on so many different levels. Um, and it, you know... The, the consecration of St. Joseph just completely has rocked his world, and he's diving into some um, big stuff this Lent. Like, God awesome. is just taking him on an incredible journey. It's really cool. And you know the words that came out of his mouth yesterday? I'm going to learn how to, like, fish this Lent. Wow. <laughs> like, what? Such a grown-up. like, you don't have to. It's okay. I can find other things to cook. <laughs> like, no, I'm going to. So, anyways. That's awesome. So, total sidetrack. Um, so, I guess that would be a fail for me is – um, loving fish fries so much that I should probably give them up, but I don't. <laughs> um, but I think the most fruitful Lent that I can remember, this was, so being a, not a, yeah, I guess a revert to the church, because I did leave the church in college. Um, and coming back to the faith, I had a very hard time with Mary, mm-hmm. a very hard time with Mary. Um, and one of the most, powerful facets of a relationship with Mary is praying the Holy Rosary. Um, and for Lent, I decided to pray a rosary every day Mm. and it was so incredibly fruitful because, and you've said this before many times on our podcast, but Mary directs us to Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's not to, to, you know, lift her higher than Jesus. It's not to put her somewhere she doesn't belong she wants us close to her son yeah. and man, 
I had never felt closer to the Lord than whenever I prayed a rosary every day. And that was kind of the beginning. And, and I've, you know, gone through, you know, hills and valleys of, of my devotion and, and using that very powerful spiritual weapon. Um, if you just read about stories of exorcists, it's like it is a sword. It is a mighty sword is praying that rosary. Um, so, yeah. So you told me about that a couple of years ago, and that's why I did that um, – I think it was called Exodus 90. It was 90 uh-huh. days of praying the rosary because yeah. she had told me how powerful it was for you. And that was my most, I mean, I don't think anything will ever top that Lent. Like yeah. it was a miracle. A miracle came out of that Lent. And that was the year that we figured out that our kids had pandas. So if you want to hear the whole story, go back to episode one. But, yeah. um, but it truly was like the most beautiful, special time. Yeah. Was praying the rosary with her. Okay. So you want to hear my fail? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's not really I a really fail, do. but it's like <laughs> the, the year that God like, laughed at me, I think. He was like, "Mm, Megan. So I decided one year, and was it the year you guys moved here? It might have been right before y'all moved in, because I know the Roses lived here. Okay. I'm not sure you did yet. I decided I was going to give up shopping, because I'd gotten like really, were you here this year? No, we weren't here this year, but oh my gosh. So I decided I was going to give up shopping, because I'd gotten like kind of vain, and I was really worried about my clothes all the time, and I, you know, had these friends that were always dressed cute, and I always had to dress cute, and I was, I was, it was getting out of control. Uh And so I decided I wasn't going to spend any money at all, unless it was like groceries or whatever. And we had a new puppy at the time, Pepper, Uh and... I'm not much of a shoe shopper. Like, I don't have a lot of shoes anyways. I know that seems weird because I seem a little high maintenance, but I'm really not. And I don't have a lot of shoes. And he was in a phase of eating shoes. Oh, no. He ate all my shoes. Some of them he ate on my feet. What? Yes, like sitting right here in this spot, like Pepper was eating the shoes on my feet. (laughs) And so I had no shoes to wear. I literally had a pair of leopard print flats that I'd worn so much they were like falling apart. Uh And a pair of tennis shoes that I bought for a Halloween costume. Oh my gosh. (laughs) And I had nothing else to wear. I was like, I can't go shopping. I can't do anything. And Catherine Rose felt so sorry for me. She gave me some shoes. Oh my gosh. (laughs) She's like Megan. You cannot wear those. Now that is flats. a good neighbor. They don't. They don't match what you're wearing. Like you cannot wear those. So she gave me some flip flops. Thank goodness Austin is warm and durable yeah. and it worked. Yeah. But um, oh, that's it so was funny. just funny because it was like, let's see how far you really go with this, Megan. Like mm-hmm. let's see if you'll really, really. You know, and I commend you for sticking with it because that is not something I don't think I would do. Like yeah. there, there's, I've contemplated. Not wearing makeup. No, Can't Annie do F. Downs did that one. Really? Year. And she is on the internet all the time. Like her That's face. That's amazing. I couldn't. There's I've no contemplated way. not doing my hair, and my hair's a hot mess whenever I don't. Oh, at I least, could probably like, do that. You could. You have amazing <laughs> hair. I was like, oh, she just got a shower and it dried straight and pretty, and it's lovely, and mine not so much. Um, I just can't. So maybe this. Mm, okay, God, I need to work on vanity. Yeah. But after Lent that year, I went straight to Ross. Did you? <laughs> I love Ross. Chad, like, oh. I'm like, I, I need to go to Ross. <laughs> but no, most years for Lent, I give up. Um, I, I've had some pretty cool ones of things that like God's put on my heart and said, you know, like this is really clouding you. Um, and like one year um, when Ella was newborn or six months old at the time, I got really into TV. Like, you know, when you just have one baby yeah. and you're bored all day. Oh my gosh. Yes. And it's the best thing because. Uh, the commercials, you don't have to worry about them listening to the yeah, weird, weird or negative commercials. Watch, it's like, bring on the soap operas with that first baby. No, I you watched know? everything. It was like Crazy Anatomy and all these things. Yeah. And, um, and I'd gotten so into it. And 
God's like, you need to let that go. Wow. And I think I was watching like 20 different shows. Like it was wow. bad. Yeah. And I never went back to it, you know, because then at that point I forgot what they were talking about on the show. I had no yeah. idea. So that was a really good one. Um, and I think for a lot of times, like if it's something that's really pulling me away from the Lord, mm-hmm. I don't want to just like jump back into it after yeah. it's over. You know, to me, it's yeah. like the, the purpose is to grow closer to the Lord and to become stronger and better afterwards, not to mm-hmm. just like give up something for a short amount of time and then, you know, lavish yourself in it at the end. Right. right? Yeah. Depending on what it is. I mean, if, yeah. if it's coffee, I'm going back to coffee. There's no way I'm giving right. that that's up. Right. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Although I would that's true. never give that up anyways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's fine. It's it's a beautiful season of, you know, striving for self mastery for some like that's mm-hmm. really difficult. Um God just moves in big ways. And I think I think the key to what you just said was that you allow the Lord to guide you mm-hmm. to areas of your life that you needed refining, you know? Yeah. Um refining by fire. Right, well, and that's what Lent should be. Like, mm-hmm. there's no one-size-fits-all for Lent. Right. It's not like, well, she's giving up chocolate, so I'm going to give up chocolate. Like, it's yeah. got to be prayerful. Like, what is God calling you to? Right. Either to take away or to add to your prayer life. And to me, I think it needs to be kind of both. Like, we can't just mm-hmm. do one or the other. Mm-hmm. And there's been years, too. Like, the year that I gave up shopping, I took that as a way to give alms, too. So all the money that I would have spent shopping, mm-hmm. I ended up donating that. So it's like, there's oh, kind of like a both, you know, yeah, it's got to make you better too. And also add into that prayer piece. Right. Okay. So I have right. a question for you. Ooh, what? What's God doing in your heart? Oh, <laughs> okay. So we, we've coined a new term here. Um, and it's, it's a new verb. Yeah. We got a new verb. It's we marry Bielski people. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if you haven't listened to the podcast a while ago, um, we had, a wonderful opportunity to meet Mary Belsky at an event for Ablaze Ministries. And literally, we were talking for one minute, and she just looked in my eyes, and she goes, so what is God doing in your heart? I was like, oh, so we're doing that, are we? we're going. <laughs> and at the time, I was struggling. I forget what I was struggling was, with. You were, like, talking about confession. Oh, I was like, man. what is going on yeah, in this conversation? Was, you were on the other side of the room, and you walk over, and like, oh. Like, something serious just happened. happened. <laughs> it was the most beautiful, like, no surface level mumbo jumbo. It was like, let's go there. Let's mm-hmm. do this. And she listened with a beautiful heart and she ministered through it. And I just, it, it was so fruitful. So this past weekend, um, Chris and I had the incredible gift to go to a wedding. And it was just the most beautiful wedding I've ever been to. Just very spiritually rich and filling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I told Megan, I was like, I'm going to marry Bielski, someone <laughs> at this reception. <laughs> that was my goal. <laughs> So it's not like I was like on the prowl. You yeah, know? I was wondering how you were going to decide who. <laughs> I know who was. To, well, you said I, two people. So two you people. Told me that was her goal. Okay. okay. <laughs> so I kind of asked the Holy Spirit to kind of help with that whole thing, but I had two opportunities with two great girls that I knew. I know um, just from from one of them was a former teen in Chris's youth group from College Station years ago. She's now a youth minister up in Dallas. She's fantastic. Another one was a girl. um, She actually does campus ministry now at UT, and she does focus missionary. um, But she used to be on Chris's core team. And so it was just a great chance to catch up. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, with not seeing each other for very long, I mean, for a long time in between those moments, there's, you know, still that small talk of how's it going? How's life? Whatever. So... 
for both of them, I, I asked them, what is God doing in your heart? And oh my goodness, it was so fruitful, Megan. Like they just poured their hearts out and it was so beautiful. I was able to listen and just kind of reflect and just be, you know, a sounding board for them, whatever it was. Um, but it was so filling for me. Like I was so jazzed about it um, that I came home and told Megan about it and she had had her own moment of like the Holy Spirit working in her heart as well over the weekend. And, and that's, you know, part of the... Fr- like what inspired this podcast in moving forward with this. But um, that is what God is doing on my heart to um, just stop messing around. Like mm. it's it's great to say hi, how you doing, whatever. But let's get to the meat and potatoes yeah. of stuff, of life, um, because we are all weary. We're all mm-hmm. struggling at times. Um, and it's exhausting hiding it. Um, it's exhausting putting on a straight face, you know, and, and saying everything's okay. Life is good. We're doing great. You know, nothing's changed. Because yeah. um, if someone says, how are you doing? Do they really want to know? Like, right. Do they really want you to say, this is exactly how I'm doing? Right. Like, how many times do you pass someone and say, yeah. how are you doing? Oh, I'm great. I'm good. Like, how many times does that happen to me in the hallway at school? Yeah. So many times. And I don't stop and look in their eyes It's just like a way to say hi. Answer. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But when you ask that question, you really want to know. It yeah. gives people the ability to, to go there. Like yeah. the permission to say, I can yeah. really be myself. I can open up. I can talk yeah. about the Lord. I can talk about what I'm fearful of or what I'm yeah. joyful about. Yes. And, and, and what they shared with me, um, it has helped me to remember to pray for them. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just this passing fleeting thing. Like they really poured their hearts out and I've been intentionally praying for them. I'm really bad about saying, Hey, I'll pray for you. Me and too. then I forget. Um, but it just really just hit the depths of my heart to where it's helped me to remember to pray for them and, and think about them and, you know, send them little messages. So it's That's so fun. Really I'm going to try fun. Yes. Do it. I don't it. know when or where do it. or how I'm going to do this. I'm so excited. What's good. What? So what is God doing in your heart, Megan? Oh my word. So much. Yeah. <laughs> I think all weekend long I kept texting Kendra. Okay. You will not believe this now. <laughs> like we have to talk. She was gone for two days and that feels like an attorney. I don't think it was even that long. No, Maybe? it was no, no. <laughs> it was a little over twenty four hours. Yeah, it felt like a long time. I had a lot to talk about, so I listened to um, an episode of Jenny Allen's podcast, and Jenny Allen just has a fire for discipleship and evangelization, and mm. and just the Lord and running towards Him, and she gets me so excited <laughs> every time I hear mm-hmm. her speak. And she had these um, college guys on there, college students, like young men who spoke such beautiful theology and they had put on a rave. No, they didn't put on the rave. Somebody else put on a rave. Anyways, there was a rave happening. Yeah. There was lots of raves in the city of Nashville, apparently, and there were high school students going to these raves. And um, they felt like God called them to go and preach the gospel. I made Kendra listen to it too, so she's like, yeah, I know. Yes, it's so good. So um, they felt called to do this and they got up in front of thousands of kids at a rave after partying had been going on and just started pouring out the love of Jesus to them. You are the beloved. God loves you. He desires your heart. He needs you. He wants you. You are here for a reason. And uh, one thing I thought was so interesting is he said that they knew they were going to get pushed back and they knew the evil one was going to fight back. Mm -hmm. They knew it was going to happen. How could it not? And I I just kind of picture like, like screaming, like just angry from the sidelines and people were yelling at him and, and he just kept preaching and 500 
teenagers came to know Jesus that day. 500. Mm-hmm. One of which um, died in a car accident not long afterwards. Yeah. And, and it was just this message of like, we don't have time to waste. Yeah. We are called to, to lean into the Lord in, in so many different ways. And one way was like, Kendra and I are called to, like, we've, we've been having fun with this podcast, right? And I think we've brought you some really good stories of hope. But we're about to get real. Like yeah. this is this is happening. This has always been on our heart is to go deep and to talk about hard things and mm-hmm. to really let the Holy Spirit just loose. Mm-hmm. We're gonna let him loose. Like we're not gonna mm-hmm. hold back anymore. And I think what it told me when I was sitting there listening to that is I had kind of fallen into this, okay, this is how a podcast works, this is X, Y, mm-hmm. and Z, or this is how ministry works. And and that's not a good place for ministry to be. Mm-hmm. You know, like if mm-hmm. we start putting these formulas together, then we, as Esther would say, we contracept the Holy Spirit. We don't allow the Holy Spirit to just be free and to, um, to do what he's, his goal is. So here we are. This is, this is it. We are going to, can we back up for a second? Yeah. Because a couple things that struck me with, um, that podcast, which we highly recommend you going to listen to. I'll link it. It's fantastic. Um, is that, those two college guys heard about, you know, some of their teens um, in the in their youth group, or, mm-hmm. or correct me if I'm wrong, um, going to these raves, and it broke their hearts. It broke their hearts. It yeah. broke their hearts, and they they prayed into that, and the Holy Spirit said, "You're going to preach at the rave," and he was like, "Wait a second, what? Excuse me? Okay, <laughs> I'm all in, Jesus, but you're going to have to make it happen." And he did. He doors opened. Oh my right word! And left. Yes, and that's the cool thing is, um, you know, in Deuteronomy, um, he said, "I will put my words into his mouth, and he shall tell them all that I command him." So it's just saying the yes, our fiat, right? Mm-hmm. Mary's fiat, saying the yes, and letting the Lord do the rest, and letting him orchestrate yeah. it, and and just show up. Just, just show up. So just asking the question, what is God doing in your heart? It's just showing up and saying, and just yes, being Lord. There. Yeah. And, and that doesn't mean that every person who listens to this is called to, you know, huge ministry and preaching right. at a rave. No. And, yeah. But we all have this huge opportunity in front of us, mm-hmm. this opportunity to really let the Lord work in our hearts during Lent. Yeah. And that may be ministering to someone and maybe serving the poor, and it might just be really for the first time being open and honest with the Lord, Mm -hmm. sharing your frustrations, your anger, your heartache, and saying, I actually believe that you can do something about this. Mm -hmm. Because I think that was part of what I was falling into too, is like um, saying I trust, but actually kind of holding back and going, I don't know if he's really going to show up for me this time. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, you showed up for me in the past, Mm -hmm. but I don't know if I trust it this time around, God. Mm -hmm. Like, and, And am I strong enough to speak in front of people and say, I trust you when I'm not sure that I really do. Mm-hmm. And, and it was like, God just put this on my heart to say like, I created you. I created this world. I created everything in it and mm-hmm. I am stronger and I am more powerful and you can trust me mm-hmm. because I have your best interest at heart. Does that mean everything's going to be easy? Absolutely not. Does that yeah. mean you will never see suffering again? No way, but, but you can still trust me and you can put that faith in me. So that's where we are. This is this is what's happening, and we have, mm-hmm. whew, we have a fun couple of weeks um, planned for for you guys. I, this is already kind of on my heart before <laughs> before the ball started rolling like yeah. crazy. But um, a lot of times we say during during Lent, 
um, the three kind of facets of Lent are pray, fast, and give, or almsgiving, or service. Sometimes mm-hmm. we use those words kind of interchangeably. So that's going to be the premise of our next eight weeks, is pray, fast, give. And we want to bring you guys stories, like stories of people on their knees, mm-hmm. praying their hearts out, and God showing up for them. Mm-hmm. Stories of people um, just trusting the Holy Spirit and wild and... Um, ways that people would think are crazy, maybe even yeah. like just with wild abandon, just reckless abandon, reckless yeah. abandon, like mm-hmm. just Lord, you're calling me to this and it sounds terrifying, but I'm going to step out in faith and I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to do uh, fasting. We're talking about what does it mean to fast? Why do we fast? And Which I, I am so um, grateful that the Holy Spirit put this on your heart, Megan, and that you're acting on it because fasting is all over scripture. Oh yeah. Prayer and fasting coming together all over scripture. And I think that's something that we've lost sight of mm-hmm. and even glamorized. Mm-hmm. So it's become, you know, the, the intermittent fasting yeah. phenomenon, which I know can really do some really good things. What if we brought that into prayer? Yeah. You know, what if we not just make it about our, you know, our physique or you know what what I don't want to sound judge, judgmental yeah. at all Lind because it's not about a diet it's not right. about, it's not about a diet <laughs> right right um but God can transform that into the spiritual and so uniting yeah. those two things so I love that we're directing our attention towards fasting as well yeah. well that was one thing that step that stood out to me in that podcast is mm-hmm. when he said he was up there on that stage mm-hmm. and he heard the anger and the cussing and the yelling at him he remembered that there were people back there praying and fasting for him yes. and had been for months yeah and to just walk into something so scary and Mm -hmm. you know but to know that people have been fasting for you like Mm -hmm. that's powerful and remember how he said it's kind of just a reiteration of that podcast i know (laughs) you might just want to go listen to that yeah it's really good (laughs) Um, but how he um he mentioned david and goliath Mm. and how the lord put that on his heart when he was praying about this like how is this even going to happen and and god told him you know i gave him a slingshot and the enemy's head fell Mm. and that's what's going to happen and it did for him and just walking on that. How terrified would you be to walk onto a stage into a room of 500 plus teenagers who you know are not there because they're excited to have praise and worship and to hear the gospel, no. you know, like they went there to it's party like and, and to, yeah, definitely. And knowing that they were going to get pushback and whatever language, you know, slurred at them and, um, but, but he walked in there with confidence that the head will fall. The head, the will head fall. of the enemy will fall. And knowing that the hearts of those teenagers mm-hmm. were more important than anything. Yes, that would they throw were at him. worth it. Like he was so focused yes. on the Lord desires those kids. He mm-hmm. desires them. Mm-hmm. And I think the same is true for I know, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> I know the same is true for every single person listening to this podcast that yeah. the Lord desires your heart in a strong and powerful way, in a way yeah. that he would bring a David to fight Goliath for you. Yes. And I think that is what Amen. we need to walk into Lent with. Like, mm-hmm. whatever it is that is shaking you to the core, like, God wants to be there in this moment with you. Mm-hmm. And um, and I can say that from a place of deep suffering right now. Like, mm-hmm. this last semester of our lives has been harder than I ever thought anything would ever be. But I see God there. I yeah. see. Even when I tried to hide from him and act like he wasn't there, I see him. <laughs> and I know. And I feel like I feel like I might be walking through another miracle. Yeah. And I don't want to forget it. And so I just, my prayer for all of you guys is that 
you would find a way to pray this this Lent, mm-hmm. whether that's daily rosary, whether that's um, journaling, scripture, whatever it is that allows you to sit at the feet of Jesus and to listen to him mm-hmm. and to listen to those little whispers because, you know, the Holy Spirit wants to speak to you. Like he is just desires to speak to your heart, but he needs you to hear it. Yeah. He needs you to listen. He needs you to be open. Yeah. And, and something, if I can just do a little tangent there is, um, Listening to the Holy Spirit can be daunting mm. um, because we get into our own heads, yeah. right? Like, is that you, God? Just <laughs> trust. Right. And and for me, um, the Holy, I know the Holy Spirit speaks to me in a different way than he speaks to you, mm-hmm. Megan, right? And I think um, that is because our, in, our relationship with the Lord is so intimate. He knows our hearts so deeply, so beautifully that he knows how to whisper to us. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to sound the same for everybody. But once you begin to be open to it, you begin to recognize the pattern. Mm -hmm. You begin to recognize the feeling you get whenever it happens. Like I I was sharing with you, Megan, about, you know, something that um, happened at the wedding that I witnessed. And... It, w- it was like, and I, I'm not going to go into it because I'm still unpacking it, mm-hmm. um, still praying into it, and hopefully it'll be a future story shared. Um, but I knew it was from the Holy Spirit because it was like my heart, my insides kind of, um, I don't even know how to describe it, like burned, shocked. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh. burned. It was just like, <laughs> woo, yeah, just jumped inside. I don't know how to, how to explain it. And it was like my vision, like I had this quick tunnel vision, and I... I had this, like, he just grasped my attention, and it sunk in, and then it it went. Hmm. And then I was just there. I was like, whoa. And I'm still unpacking it. Yeah. But I've noticed that, like, whenever I'm in a group setting and I and I feel like I should speak up, I get that same feeling in my heart. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And, and before, I was like, nope, not saying it. Nope, not saying anything. Nope, not speaking yeah. up. They're going to think I'm stupid. Nope, I have nothing to say. But once I started to open up to that and just to say it, I would get this huge sense of peace and relief afterwards. Like, oh, yeah, Holy Spirit, you're right. That yeah. <laughs> that's what that was. I, I had one of those moments this weekend too. And I was standing in the kitchen. I don't know what I was doing. I must have just finished listening to that podcast. And I was like in my mind kind of walking through like what, like unpacking. And I had one of those moments and I screamed. <laughs> and Ella was like, what's wrong with you? Are you okay? I was like, it's fine. It's just the Holy Spirit. I'm okay. I just need to write that down. We'll be that. fine. <laughs> And I had to like run to my, my uh, book and write Uh things down really fast so I didn't forget it. But if, when the Holy Spirit does that Mm -hmm. and we start to realize what it looks like, what it feels like, Mm -hmm. and then we act on it or we listen even, even Mm -hmm. if you're not ready to step out in faith and act on it, but you're open and receptive, Mm -hmm. then you get to hear him more and you hear more and you hear more. But if we turn our back to that and close it off and say, oh, that's just my, that's just my own voice or, oh, that's just my idea or, and shut it down. The whispers get quieter yeah, until yeah. we don't hear them anymore. So th- that's that's what I want for us this Lent is mm-hmm. to really search for God. Like mm-hmm. pay attention to what he's doing in your heart. Write it down. Like mm-hmm. really focus on the Holy Spirit because you guys, in the Catholic Church, the Holy Spirit is alive and well yes. and moving and rushing. And sometimes we don't even notice he's there. Right. Like, Our church is asleep. Mm. It's awakening 
but it's also still asleep. And we need the Holy Spirit to wake Mother mm-hmm. Church up. And that's moms, dads, brothers, sisters. That's ev- ev- like everybody. The God the Father wants his church united again. But it's going to take an awakening of the Catholic faithful to step into that and to say, yes, Holy Spirit, I want to show the world that when you said you would never leave us orphaned, it's because you were here in the presence of the Holy Eucharist in adoration. Mm. Um, that yes, you, you gave us an advocate, the Holy Spirit to walk with us all the days of our life. You know, all these, these beautiful things and awaken mother church awaken. Yeah. (gasps) Because those stories from acts of the apostles, the Holy spirit, those are not gone. He did not stop showing up at the end of acts of the apostles. Oh, well, Bible's closed. Holy spirit's gone. Right. Amen. So much a part of our church. And I love to, sometimes I just want to shake people about it and be like, wake up. (laughs) I won't do that. Um, but I love to go back and look at, um, Peter in scripture, Mm -hmm. because if you watch Peter through the gospels, he's just like, I just think he's like a guy's guy, like kind of like (laughs) my husband, just like can handle anything and can fish and, and, but made mistakes right and left. Like Mm -hmm. just didn't, you know, jumped out of the boat and, you know, he he was just constantly kind of falling down, right? (laughs) Kind of bumbling and falling and, and he turned his back on Jesus and, and of course, of course Jesus knew he would. And, um, but he also knew that he was made for greatness mm-hmm. and he knew that he was going to be the rock, which this church was going to be built on. Yeah. And he knew that spirit was coming. Yeah. Like Jesus knew all of these things for him. And if you look at Peter from gospels versus Peter from the Acts of the Apostles, after he's received oh, the spirit, goodness. there is no stopping him. Yeah. I mean, in the middle of persecution, he's singing out and praises to the Lord mm-hmm. and and he lived his entire life being persecuted and preaching the gospel right and left. And when he died, he said, you will not crucify me like my Lord. You will turn me upside down because oh, I don't deserve to be crucified like my Lord. And there mm-hmm. was no fear, no trepidation. Like, I am going to do mm-hmm. what I'm called to do. Mm-hmm. That's what living with the Holy Spirit is like. Yeah. Are we all called to be crucified upside down? Um, let's hope not. <laughs> but, like, he, yeah. that's what God desires for us mm-hmm. is to really live out that faith. and. Yeah. And not put a hold on the Holy Spirit and yeah. not say, I'm not really sure I want you to be be free within mm-hmm. my heart. Like, let's open up. Yeah. Something that's stirring in my heart right now is a story from a couple of years ago whenever we were homeschooling and we were trying a new curriculum. It was really, really wonderful. But we wanted to get it at a certain facility. Um, and unfortunately, you know, due to whatever circumstances – red tape, whatever it may be, they turned us down and it was very heartbreaking. Mm. Um, and this is a shout out to our Protestant brothers and sisters because we then went to a Protestant church and I had a meeting with a pastor and he just welcomed me right in. I shared the vision of this homeschool co-op that we were trying to get together. And without even batting an eye, he said, Oh, definitely anything for the sake of the kingdom. And my jaw dropped and I was like, wait, just, Take the buildings, do whatever you want. Yes. And and he was like, I was like, well, can we pay you for, you know, the electricity that we're going to use? Oh, no, no, no. Anything for the sake of the kingdom. And that has stuck with me so deeply since then that such a huge lesson that we can learn from our Protestant brothers and sisters 
is that mindset of anything for the sake of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. Like step out, step into it. You will be given the words. You will be given the strength. You will be given everything that you need in the moment that you need it, big or small, um, anything for the sake of the kingdom. Because that's our ultimate goal is heaven and to get each other to heaven. Get each other to heaven. And this is real, y'all. Like hell is real. Purgatory is real. Mm -hmm. And heaven is real. Hallelujah. Yeah. We have a heaven. Thank you, Jesus. (laughs) I don't know if it's maybe the fact that we've been in quarantine for a year and no one's let us, you know, like put on any events, but we are like full of Holy Spirit right now. (laughs) I know, right? If you happen to see Kendra or I in the next few days, watch out. (laughs) We might Mary Bielski you. (laughs) We just might. Someone needs to let us loose on a church somewhere. Okay, so I want to share with you one of my favorite scriptures, and this is one that... um, the Lord put on my heart, I guess it was about three years ago, and it ended up being my very first ever um, scripture of the year. And I'd never heard it before, and it was in a Sunday reading when I first discovered it, and it's from Isaiah 58. So just a little bit of like um, background on this. So this is a scripture about um, fasting, and and you have to think about like the Pharisees and how they fasted and how they prayed, right? They, they, they fasted. And they, and they prayed, and they did what they were supposed to do. But it was very regimented. It was mm-hmm. very, I'm going to fast so that I look tired and mm-hmm. sad. And mm-hmm. um, there was no heart in it. There was no real depth to their fasting. It was, let's check the box, basically. Mm-hmm. And make sure everybody else knows yeah. that I checked the box. And um, when I read this for the first time, it completely changed my view of fasting. It cha- Really, it changed my view of life in general because sometimes we can fall into navel gazing mm-hmm. yeah have you heard that term yeah. of like woe is me and and I <laughs> I know because I was just there like two weeks ago so I know what that feels like of like I'm never gonna get out of this and mm-hmm. life is hard and, and mm-hmm. it is hard but sometimes we have to turn our eyes from ourselves back up yeah. Um, back up to the Lord, back up to the people around us, and look out again. And that's what the scripture does. And then we get to hear God at the end say, here I am. I've yeah. always been here, and I'm ready, and you're ready too. Okay, so I'm going to read to you. I might have to stop and do a little bit of preaching in the middle. Hope you don't you mind. You go, girl. Okay. Come Holy Spirit. This is one of my favorites. Okay, it's called Authentic Fasting That Leads to Blessing. Is this not rather the fast that I choose? Releasing those bound unjustly, untying the thongs of the yoke, setting free the oppressed, breaking off every yoke. Like the Lord wants to break Mm -hmm. the yokes this Lent. Mm -hmm. If you are in bondage, if you are in fear, in sin, in pain, he is ready to break that yoke. Mm -hmm. He's ready. Go to confession. Give it to him. Give it away right now. If you see someone else in bondage and in fear, help them. Like come to them and help them break the yoke. Mm-hmm. Is it not sharing your bread with the hungry, bringing the afflicted and the homeless into your house, clothing the naked when you see them, and not turning your back on your own flesh? That's that almsgiving part, that service mm-hmm. that, like, we are called to love our neighbors and love our brothers and sisters in Christ. And no matter what they look like, no matter where they live, we are called to serve and love. And this is my favorite part. Ready for this? Okay. So if we do those things, if we break free from the bondage, if we help others break free, if we serve and love and mm-hmm. give, then your light shall break forth like the dawn. Don't you just want your light to break forth like the dawn? Like to just light to come out yeah. of you and glow. A big thing that I've been praying through for the last um, couple of months is light and darkness. Mm-hmm. And I, I, one of my prayers was, Lord, let your light shine through all the darkness in this mm-hmm. house. Like all the darkness in our hearts and just illuminate. 
So like he's saying, if you do these things, my light is going to shine through you and you're going to see that and your wound shall be quickly healed. Your vindication shall go before you and the glory of the Lord shall be your rear guard. Then you shall call and the Lord will answer and you shall cry for help and he will say, here I am. Your wounds will be healed. You will mm-hmm. call to me. I will hear you. You will hear me. Mm-hmm. And I think this goes back to like that lit piece of sometimes it's, it's not to say that if we don't do these things, he's not going to listen to us, not going to cry. We cry for help. He's not going to answer. Right. But when we can break away from the sin and from the distraction, and then we cry out to him, we can see him better. Mm-hmm. He was always there. Our eyes yes. are what was clouded. And then now we get to see him and to love him and to be near him. And it says, if you remove the yoke from among you, the accusing finger and malicious speech, if you lavish your food on the hungry and satisfy the afflicted, then your light shall rise in the darkness and your gloom shall become like midday. Then the Lord will guide you always and satisfy your thirst in parched places. He will give you strength to your bones. And you shall be like a watered garden, like a flowing, like a flowing, I can't read, spring whose waters never fail. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? Like, isn't that the image of what we want? Like, I want to be filled with your light. I want to be um, filled with, like, I don't want to be parched. I don't want to be dry. I don't want to be barren. I want to be filled. And and just thinking of the water flowing, like that's life giving. Mm-hmm. You know, water is so symbolic in our faith with baptism and cleansing, and um, it is truly life giving. Yeah, our world would not exist without water. We yeah. would not exist without water. And that living water. You know, yeah, the that living water. And for give. us, for us to, oh, keep going, girl. Oh, that's all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got. No, but I just I I adore this scripture because the first year I discovered it. I really felt God putting on my heart to do more service. Mm -hmm. And it was like um, the year that he broke open my heart to um, children in Honduras and to what their lives looked like um, to the homeless here in Austin. And he said, you know, like you serve my people. Actually, this might've been the year that we also had the, the the miracle, either that it was the following year, but Mm -hmm. it was a year that I was still very, very, very much in the depths of pain with Mm -hmm. Libby and, um, and it was like, you serve my people and then I'm going to pour my love into you. Like, just yeah. wait, Megan, like just watch. And I watched it happen with Libby too, which mm-hmm. is so fun because Libby has such a heart for service. Yeah. And whenever, um, her illness would just try to take her down, we would serve, we would come so up with some powerful. sort of, some sort of, um, fundraiser or we'd go down and feed the homeless or just something. And, and I would see the light come back in her eyes. And I think mm-hmm. it was like that navel-gazing thing. Like sometimes yeah. we get so wrapped up in our own pain. Right. And it allowed us to go, you know what? There's people out there that need us. Yeah. And there's a God that's bigger than this pain. Yeah. There's a God that can really make a difference. And we can be a part of that. Mm-hmm. And so that year, he put on my heart um, to raise money. Mm. And he said, I want you to raise $5,000 for Honduras. And I laughed because that's stupid. <laughs> it's never going to happen. I don't raise money. And, um, and sure enough, by the end of the year, um, with little projects here and there and a camp that we put on and, and, a, and a lemonade stand, you know, just <laughs> random things, we raised $5,000. You know, I mean, it, yeah. it can be done. And just as a little aside, too, for any of you guys that um, donated to our uh, Honduras fundraiser that we had in Advent, um, the girls raised enough money to buy a house in Honduras. So, so I mean, there's there's going to be a family that 
And so Megan, what just one of the many beautiful facets of, of your heart right now sharing is that something that I've gotten to witness is you living out this scripture has empowered the next generation mm-hmm. to do the same. Yeah. And, and it's not hard to empower the next generation to yeah. want to love. Oh, they're serve. eager. It's, it, they're it's so in eager. their bones. Mm-hmm. Like they, kids desire. That childlike faith. They're yes. still there. Yeah. And they have such compassion and love and they want it so bad. Mm-hmm. One of my um, greatest gifts in life and something that I will always, always, always treasure is I got to be on the team that creates Mobile Loves and Fishes Camp for several years until we got pregnant and realized it was too much. <laughs> but um, just watching those kids mm-hmm. hunger for service, like just wanting so desperately to um, to make a difference. And, you know, they started this little camp and it was just a tiny little camp and then it grew to 800 kids each summer. Yeah. 800 kids it's learning incredible. about serving the poor. I, yeah. That's our next generation that's coming up. And yeah. I can't wait to see. Yeah. I can't wait to see what they do. It's that's fantastic. a whole other podcast. I that's a whole other. Like, and we will go there. Woo. Like, it's going to be. Yes. So the point of all this is over the next eight weeks, we're going to dive deep into mm-hmm. prayer, into trusting God, into allowing the Holy Spirit to breathe life back into us. Yeah. And my hope is that at the end of this, you walk into church on Easter morning and the chains have been broken. Mm-hmm. You are set free. Mm-hmm. You feel the love of God in a way that you haven't in a long time or maybe never yeah. ever have felt it, that this is the Easter. Yeah. This is the one. Oh, man. My, one of my favorite, favorite things of Easter Mass is getting to sing Alleluia again. Oh. And for us to walk through this Lent together and journey through um, refinement, I can't wait to hear how loud our Alleluia is going to be. Mm-hmm. We are an Easter people. It's one of my favorite Alleluia quotes. Is and Alleluia song. is our song. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. <laughs> I love it. I love that Woo. we are an Easter people and Alleluia is our song. And and it should be our song all year long, yes. not just on Easter Sunday. Like yes. We need to constantly, constantly celebrate. So if you are in one of those places where you feel like what we're saying is ludicrous and you will never get to this point, some helpful tips, tips some things you can do. First, go to confession. Yeah. Confession is always the answer. Was it Father Mike Schmitz that said the difference between Peter and Judas, who Ooh. both betrayed Jesus, yes. was that Peter in humility asked for forgiveness and kept yeah. pursuing the Lord. And Judas didn't. Always, Judas didn't. I always and, wonder if just a couple more weeks if he might I have. Know, I <laughs> know. I know. Just three more days later, maybe he yes. would have. Um, but yeah, you're right. So go to confession. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's first and foremost. Um, and then think about like what God's done for you in the past. Like that... Um, being grateful, mm-hmm. having gratitude, and and notice him. Like pay attention to where he is right now in this moment. And if you can't see him, that's perfectly fine. Look where he was in the past, or look at your friends right and left. Where is he? What does he say in scripture mm-hmm. about how about his faithfulness and who he is? Or go out and talk to people and Mary Bielski people and, and hear him, what is God doing in their what heart. What is God doing in your heart? Because it's it's the, yeah, he's alive. He's there. He's alive. And pour your heart out to him. Let him know all the. Yeah. The, the hurts that you have and what mm-hmm. you're holding on to and just give it to the Lord. Yeah. Let, him, let him hold it. And then I think having some sort of Lent plan is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously fasting is a good thing. A daily prayer habit of some sort, mm-hmm. um, whether that's a blessed is she devotional or praying the rosary daily or just reading waking up and giving. Yeah. Waking up and giving them your first five minutes. Yeah. Your first it, five it doesn't minutes. have to be huge, which is something your first fruits. 
like singing your heart out to worship music in the kitchen. Yes. That <laughs> I feel like God has spoken to me more lately in worship music than anything uh-huh. else. Yeah. And in Austin, we have this new station called Air One. <gasps> I think they have it in other places too. It's not just Austin, so <laughs> you probably have it somewhere else. But it's new to us. And it's like the deep. good stuff. It's good worship music. Yeah. It's nothing, it's not like the poppy stuff. It's like real, like they're singing the prayers that I didn't right even know heart. I had in my heart. Mm. So Friends. That's good. Those this are good, is, tangible tips, Megan. This is going to be good, and I'm excited, and yes. um, I can't wait. I just really feel like God is ordaining all of this, yeah. and our little calendar is about to fill up with the best stories ever to share with you guys. Yes, yes. God is moving. God is on the move. Hallelujah. <laughs> we got to say it before we can't say it anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. you're right. Oh. Only a couple more days. Well, yeah. I hope that... Um, we don't walk into Ash Wednesday dreary this year, that we mm, walk in amen. like ready, mm-hmm. ready for this battle, ready mm-hmm. for the beauty that's coming. Mm. Ooh, I just got the vision of um, going in to get armored up mm-hmm. so we can go forward and go out. Yes. I've been having that same vision too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> that like, this is, this is what we're called to right now. Yeah. Yeah. Suit up, friends. Yeah. Let's do this. Ooh. Amen. Glory to God. All right. Well, I can't wait. Till next time. Okay. Bye, friends. <laughs> Bye.